This is a story from the land of Nod. Hi, my name is Annie and I create everything that you see and hear here at Land of Nod. If you would like to support the work that I do, please consider going to patreon.com forward slash land of Nod learning. Thank you. The Rice Road This Taoist myth shows the great gulf between the rich and the poor and how an honest magistrate was helped by one of the eight immortals to humble a greedy man. The merchant and farmer, Quang Liang, was rich, very rich, and he loved to show off his wealth by having the biggest and best of everything. He owned thousands of fields, his clothes were made of the most exquisite and expensive silks, and his enormous home was crammed full of priceless treasures. For his birthday, he planned the most spectacular banquet that his neighbours had ever seen and preparations were well underway. The dirt road to his home was bumpy and full of stones, so Quang Liang ordered a team of servants to clear them from the road. This was back-breaking work and the servants carried the stones away by the basket load. When this was done, Quang Liang went to inspect the work and found that the road was now pitted with potholes where the stones had been. Have the holes filled and a red carpet laid on top, leading onto the gatehouse, through my gardens and up to the front door, he ordered. Oh, but what shall they fill the holes with? asked his secretary. Rice, said Quang Liang, his face breaking into a big smile. And don't just fill the holes. I want a thick layer of rice under the carpet so that it's the smoothest of walks for all of my guests. Now in China at that time, the poor ate nothing but rice and the poor were very lucky to eat even that. To use this food in such a way was a terrible waste. But Quang Liang saw this as another way to show just how rich and important he was. Anyone could eat rice Only he was rich and powerful enough to make a road out of it. News of this waste, at a time when people were starving, reached the magistrate in the nearby town. His name was Cha Shen Zhao, and he was a good and honest man. But there was nothing he could do about the rice road. Quan Liang could use his riches as he pleased, but Cha Shen Zhao was saddened and thought of all the hungry people in the towns and the villages. News of Quan Liang's forthcoming banquet had reached the local beggars and they made their way to the gatehouse with their begging bowls. They were starving. They knew that there was rice beneath the carpet but they did not dare take any for they knew it was not theirs to take. They dared not step through the gatehouse and into the garden either because they were under the watchful eye of the private guards. These guards had been given strict instructions by Quang Liang on how to treat any unwanted visitors, and that was to treat them very badly. On the day of the banquet itself, however, one beggar could be found within the house. He walked among the armies of servants who were rushing here and there, finishing off the last-minute preparations. Delicious smells wafted from the kitchen. Porcelain bowls glistened on row upon row of finely lacquered tables. Statues were given a last-minute polish and the carpet on top of the rice road was given a final dusting. The beggar walked into the kitchen and held out his bowl. 
Could you spare any leftovers? He begged. My wife and children have not eaten for days. But the cooks did not dare give him any food, in case news of it should reach Coincelean. At that moment, two guards entered and caught the beggar. One wrenched the empty begging bowl from his hands, while the other grabbed him by the scruff of the neck and threw him down the outside steps to the ground. The beggar managed to lift a handful of rice from under the carpet before getting to his feet. His nose was bleeding from the fall. The first guard grabbed his wrist and tightened his grip. Put that back, he ordered. The man let the rice trickle from his fingers. How can your master miss a handful of rice for my starving children when he has a whole road of it? He pleaded. Do not question us, said the second guard. And following their master's instructions, they kicked into the ground as a lesson to all the other beggars. Then came the banquet. All the wealthy landowners arrived along the rice road, marvelling at a host so fabulously rich that he could choose to use rice in this way. They admired Quanzaleon's magnificent gardens, house and treasures, and then all sat down for this splendid feast. What began as cries of delight from the wealthy guests soon turned to shrieks of horror, for what had been bowls of rice turned into but bowls of maggots, and noodles became writhing, wriggling worms. Then the bowls themselves became too hot to hold, and the hands of the guests blistered in the painful heat. Even the finest rice wine took on the taste of muddy water. The guests were horrified, but none were more horrified than the host himself. There is trickery at work here, he screamed, leaping to his feet. Two of my guards caught trouble from a strange beggar. He must have cast a spell upon us. Rest assured that he shall be punished. The furious Quangzilian left the banquet and ordered his guards to take him to the beggar, who still lay bleeding and hurt on the ground. A group of other beggars had crept into the gardens to try and help him. This is your doing, raged Quangzilian and kicked the poor beggar, who took one last gasp of air and passed away. Some of the beggars plucked up enough courage to report the murder to the magistrate, Cha Shen Zhao. He was outraged and made his way once along the rice road with the police escort to Quanzilian's house. When he arrived, he was surprised to see the body of the beggar was still lying there. He'd expected that Quanzilian would have ordered it to be hidden in case there was an investigation. He soon discovered why this had not happened. None of the servants could lift the dead man. His body was impossibly heavy. Josh and Zhao bent down and went through the pockets of the beggar, finding a single piece of paper. He unfolded the paper, read the few words upon it, then folded it again. Bring me Quan Zeyang, he ordered his escort. Soon, one of the richest men in the province stood before him. You killed this man, said Cha Shen Zhao. I have witnesses. He was a thief on my property, sneered Quan Zilian. Wrong, said the magistrate. This was no thief or beggar. This was Li Xuan. There were gasps of horror and surprise from the onlookers. Li Xuan was one of the eight immortals 
one of eight ordinary human beings who had found the road to truth and enlightenment through good deeds. This man in beggar's clothes who lay dead on the ground before him was a god. Quansinéan threw himself on the ground and at the mercy of the magistrate. I, I, I didn't know, I didn't know, he wailed pathetically. Of course you didn't know, said Chosin Zhao. He came here to give you a test, a test that you failed. It cost Li Shuan his life. What is to stop me from taking your life in return? Spare me, spare me, sobbed Quan Zeliang. I will give away everything, everything that I have, starting with the rice road. Let the food be distributed to the poor. Let my riches be sold and the money be given to charity. Fine words, said Cha Shen Zhao. If you do this, I will spare you your life, so long as you spend the rest of it as a road sweeper. Anything, anything, cried Quang Ziliang. Thank you, thank you. Cha Shen Zhao smiled to himself, remembering the piece of paper inside Li Xuan's pocket. It had said, spare Quang Ziliang his life, make him a road sweeper. This was followed by his signature. There had been no demand that he give away all his riches. That he had done of his own free will. When the beggars came to lift the body, Li Xuan was as light as a feather, and soon after they placed him in a coffin, he disappeared. It takes more than that to kill one of the eight immortals. Li Xuan was soon back with the other seven immortals, telling them all about the very important lesson he had taught that day. The end.